Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild Players. Screen Guild play tonight, Hold Back the Dawn. The starring players... This is Charles Boyer. This is Susan Hayward. And this is Margaret Lindsay. Tonight, Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in Hold Back the Dawn. Starring Charles Boyer as Georges Iscobescu, Susan Hayward as Emmy Brown, and Margaret Lindsay as Anita. Georges Iscobescu tells our story. Iscobescu is my name. Georges Iscobescu. Most of my life I had lived in Paris, Toledo, Biarritz, you know, following the rich. Rich women, to be exact. Oh, it's an easy life if you have a deep voice and know how to look at a woman. But Hitler changed all that. The rich ones headed for America and, well, I had to follow them. Unfortunately, there had been some scandal. So I thought I'd better enter where I wasn't known. Through the back doors, you might say. And so I went to Mexico to a little town on the edge of California. I would see the American consul, so I thought, and then I would walk right through the gates. Uh, Mr. Escobesco, your papers show that you're a Romanian. Yes. I was born in Bucharest. You know all applicants for permanent entry into the United States are admitted on quota. And the Romanian quota is very small and very crowded. I'm afraid you'll have to wait. Oh, wait? Yes, between five and eight years. Five to eight years, like a prison sentence. Five to eight years in that dreary little town. They say the border fence is 12 feet high. To me, it was a thousand miles. I waited there for months. I waited. While my money went, I waited. And I thought sometimes it would be better to be dead. Well, that's how it was that day Anita saw me standing at a little hotel bar. Presenting George and Anita, the dance sensation of the Riviera. Anita! Stop staring, George. It's me. Oh, idiot that I am. The sight of you is still like touching a high-tension wire. What are you doing here, Anita? I'm down from Los Angeles with some people. Those drunks over there. It's not the same Anita, George. Hey, it's not the same, George. From Cartier's to a Mexican pawn shop. That's my story. You're living here at the hotel? Yeah, waiting to get across. A crummy joint. I was Australian, remember? That's right. <laughs> I served some time down here myself. How long? 
not too long. Didn't you notice the wedding ring? Meet Mrs. Shaughnessy. Marriage? To an American. That way you send your papers to Washington and it only takes four weeks. But four weeks? That's all. It's really simple. And Your husband? No, Shaughnessy was a jockey, five feet three. Once over the border, I told her to a judge. I said a woman wants a man, not a radiator cap. Fifty dollars, divorce granted. So easy, eh? Just a few weeks. Hey, Anita! George, all these years, with all the others, I've shut my eyes and pretended it was you. Anita, come on! George, I want to keep my eyes open again. You hear me, Anita? George. Now, you better go. He's getting mad. Please, George. And now, besides, I have to leave. There's someone I must see. Someone? A woman? No doubt important. Yes, of course. Just now, the most important woman in the world. Yes, she was most important now. This unknown woman I must find. This woman who might open up the gates for me. I didn't find her until late that afternoon. And then it was pure luck that it should be a Miss Brown. Her car had been damaged. And I found her standing in front of a garage. But you've had my car all day. Can't you give me some idea how much longer it'll be? Uh, not until tomorrow morning. I must get a part from across the border. Oh, what can I do? She seems so helpless and so young. Oh, it was an easy thing to ask if I might help. It was quite natural that I should suggest she use the phone at my hotel. I think you're being very kind. They didn't even have a phone at the garage, and I promised to be back in Azusa, that's in California, by dark. Well, they'll be in a perfect tizzy about me back home. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Your parents and your husband, perhaps? Oh, I haven't any husband. Oh. I just teach school. Oh, I see. Cigarette? No, thanks. The school board doesn't approve. Mr. McAdams is so strict. He's our principal, you know. He always says... Well, is anything wrong? Why do you look at me like that? You know, it's amazing. Your name... Your name could not be Margot. Why, no, it's Emmy. She had the same hair. Only, it was always messed by the wind, that winter at Samaritz. Who are you talking about? Oh, I saw, I saw another woman in your face, Margot. Of course, the eyes were different. Hers were bad. They were? Oh, yes, I had to run away. I had to come here to the end of the earth to know that I really hated her, that I had always hated her. Oh, I'm sorry. No, just look at me, Miss Brown. Keep looking at me. Oh, it's like, like a sudden breeze on a stifling day. Please. I... <laughs> Poor little Miss Brown. She never had a chance. She was so worried when they told her that the motor part was missing that they couldn't get another till the next day. And she was so grateful when I fixed it with the landlord flies that she could stay in the lobby of our crowded little hotel overnight. She did not know the trap was set. Poor little Miss Brown. Her neat, tidy senses were all thrown out of gear. And then, oh, it was almost dawn, I think, there in the lobby, when she woke up. Mr. Escovescu, what are you doing here? You have no right to... No. No, of course I have no right. No right to be here. No right to watch your face. To learn it like a poem. No right to whisper to your heart. To tell you that I love you. That I love you very much. You must go away. Right now. Please. Oh, you needn't be afraid, Miss Brown. You see, it's getting light. Soon they'll be waking up. The shops will open. And you'll be gone forever. You can't change that any more than 
well, any more than, than we can hold back to dawn. You'll be gone and... Oh, please don't come so near. You need be afraid, Miss Brown. Not of a dead man. I am dead, you see. I've asked myself a thousand times why I should go on breathing, talking and walking when I was dead. Perhaps I know now. Perhaps, perhaps it was to see the sun rise once again. To hear enchantment in a woman's voice. To feel her nearness, the warmth of her lips. No. Oh, of course it's no. Oh, no infringement of the regulations for you. No rebellions, no violent desires. If you found one in your sob little mind, you would tell it to go and stand up in the corner, wouldn't you, Miss Please. Brown? Not for you, the sudden flash that lights up your whole life. One split second to snatch at happiness before it's dark again. Oh, it's not this kiss I want. It's all your kisses. All your life. Look at your hand, Miss Brown. My hand? Yes. See? It's a wedding ring. I... I put it on your finger as you slept. It was my mother's. Your mother's wedding ring? Yes. You see? You see how wild a dream can be? But you are wise and sane and cool. You needn't be afraid, Miss Brown. I'm going now. No, wait. Don't go. I... I mean, about your being lonesome. Other people are lonesome, too. So lonesome, I almost gave up waiting. Oh, my dear. They said I was crazy, but I knew all the time. Way deep in my heart, I knew that someday, somehow, even if Azusa was at the end of the world, someone, someone like you, I knew you'd come. There aren't any regulations now. If you still want to kiss me, please, just so I'll know it's real. Poor little Miss Brown. She never had a chance. Within an hour, she was my wife. She wept a little, enjoyed, I think, and then she was gone. She had to go back to her school, and I told her it was based that way. She could explain it better to her folks, and it would only be four weeks. <laughs> yes, four weeks, until my papers were approved, and I could come to her. And so she went and left us to our plans. I mean, Anita and myself. George, it's too wonderful. Once in the States, we'll be a team again. George and Anita, dancers for the elegant. Chicago, San Francisco, Hollywood, New York. That's right, with a short stop in Azusa. Half an hour. Just enough to tell me of a love that was too great to last, of a mistake too lovely not to have been made. <laughs> well, so good and you so low. Oh, she's simple, George. She'll brush off like a drop of rain. Three days later, Emmy's letter came. Huh. It was so young, so full of love, that didn't interest me. It was the letter she enclosed that I wanted, the one that was to go to Washington. I apply herewith for the entry of my husband, George. <laughs> that made me laugh with joy. The board and fence was only 12 feet high again. Anita typed the envelope. She smiled and said we ought to see a little champagne. Yes, that's how we happen to be sitting in the bar. That's what I've always said, George. Start with champagne. It'll be champagne all the way. Well, I hope it will be better vintage. Kiss me for luck. I hide for luck. Happy landings, Mrs. Shaughnessy. <clears throat> well, remember me? The name is Hammock. Uh, yes, yes, of course. This is Mr. Iscubescu. Uh, Georges, Mr. Hammock is from Washington with the Immigration Department. Oh. Yes, Mrs. Shaughnessy and I are old friends. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, how is Mr. S.? I... <laughs> Really don't know. You don't? Well, now, isn't that a little strange? Well, you see, I mean, we've, we've been divorced about a year. 
You know, Mrs. Shaughnessy, there's been an awful epidemic of marrying and divorcing up and down the border lately. The department's got a new theme song. Is it love or is it immigration? <laughs> well, if you'll forgive me, Oh, I think... no harm's meant when no harm's due. Forget it, folks, forget it. I'll uh, be seeing you. George, I'm worried. I wish he hadn't met you here with me. And kissing, too. Why, is kissing forbidden you know, in the United States? Don't joke, he's very smart. He'll find out you were married here quite suddenly. Suppose he does. As long as Amy stays at home. Oh, she just will. Of course she will. I told her to. I told her she'd be better off. Just give me four more weeks Senor. and... Senor. Eh? What's biting Flores now? Senor Iscovescu. She is here. Upstairs. What? I sent her to your room. What are you talking about? Who is here? Your wife, senor. Your wife. <laughs> And so the curtain falls on the first act of Hold Back the Dawn, starring Charles Boyer, Susan Hayward, and Margaret Lindsay. Before we begin our second act, a word from our hostess, Lady Esther. I was reading about the various regulations for the wax and the waves the other day. And do you know what I discovered? Well, I learned that an absolute must for the girls in the service is that they can wear their makeup, but it must be inconspicuous. Now, I like that rule. I've always said that the loveliest girls are the girls who use makeup to bring out the natural beauty of their skin. It's such a mistake to use makeup that's conspicuous and covers up your skin beauty like a mask. And you no longer need to. For you know, so many women have written to tell me that Lady Esther face powder really does bring out the fresh, natural beauty of their skin. They say that Lady Esther face powder is so soft and fine, so wonderfully even in color, that it's delightfully different from other face powders they've used. And they're quite right. For there is a very real difference between my face powder and almost any other powder you can buy. You see, Lady Esther face powder is twice blended. Now, the first blending is just the usual mixing and sifting. And at this point, it's the texture of almost any face powder. But I don't consider it fine enough or sufficiently even in color. In fact, I call it raw. So my powder goes through a second blending, the famous twin hurricane blending, where tiny particles of color and powder are blown together at hurricane speed. And the result is a powder of exquisite fineness in texture and almost unbelievable evenness of color. That's why Lady Esther face powder gives your skin a thrilling new softness, a more delicate coloring. That's why you have the charm and appeal of fresh, natural loveliness when you use Lady Esther face powder. And now the curtain rises on the second act of Hold Back the Dawn, starring Charles Boyer as Georges Iscovescu, Susan Hayward as his wife, Emmy, and Margaret Lindsay as Anita. Iscovescu continues his story. Just imagine what I felt when I discovered Amy had come back. I was distracted, terrified. If Mr. Hammond met her, he would suspect the truth. Our marriage was a fraud. 
A wedding license, just a pass for me to get into the States. I thought I must get Amy out of this hotel, away, before he even talks to her. And then I thought, why not? They've given her a week's vacation. We can go away somewhere. What is more natural than a honeymoon? Oh, Amy did not question me. She was too filled with happiness. In a few minutes, we were packed and gone, driving off in the rain. Amy beside me in the station wagon. Oh, you'll do fine in Azusa, George. Really, there are lots of opportunities there. It's an up-and-coming little place, the fastest-growing town between Los Angeles and San Berdu. Ah, that's really something, eh? Well, you know why we call it Azusa? Everything from A to Z in the USA. <laughs> You'll see when we get back. George, where are we going? I don't know. I mean, uh, anywhere. Over a road where it leads. Maybe to a lake or a palace with all the windows lighted. Really? <laughs> Maybe to a little fishing village with nets spread out in the wind. This is the way I always dreamed it would be. Listen to the windshield wiper, George, whispering to you and me. Together, together, together. I had planned to take her to Santa Thomas, a matter of some 50 miles, but in the dark and all that train, I lost my way. We drove all night, and in the morning, came upon a little village by the sea. We drove down to the shore because it was so hot. She swam and played in the water like a child, and then she came to me. Mm, that water felt so good. It's, it's just like lime freeze. Feel my cheek. George, will you kiss me now? My dear. No, wait. First say the words. What words? I'll take the ring off. You can slip it on again. For richer, for poorer, for better, for worse. With this ring I thee wed. Say it, George. For richer, for poorer, for better, for worse. With this ring I thee wed. Till death do us part. Till death do us part. Thank you, George. I love my husband very much. She loved her husband very much And I, before that week was done I loved her too Yes, me, Georges Iscovescu For the first time in my life I was in love But days that are happy fly by on wings Almost before we realized Our week was gone And we drove back reluctantly I more than she, of course. Of course, because I knew that Amok might be there at the hotel. It was Anita, too. The moment we were back, Anita knew. She knew the truth. She read it in my eyes. I should have known she would go to Amy the moment she could catch her alone. George married you to pass that border fence. The whole idea was mine. He even married you with my ring. Your ring? Sure. Just take a look inside. It says to toots for keeps. Go on, look at it. No. Oh, I know what you're thinking. She's in love with him. All right, I am. I love him just as you do. But I'm his sort. I'm dirt, and so is he. You're not. You're just a little schoolgirl who's learned life out of a book. Yes? Signora Iscovescu is wanted in the lobby. Who wants her? Her husband and that Senor Hammock. Hammock? I'll be right down, Flores. No, no, wait. That's Hammock from the immigration department. He'll question you. You can't go down. Excuse me, please. You can't give George away. What good would it do? I learned my life from a school book, remember? This is the lesson that wasn't in the book. Mm -hmm. 
Now, you understand, Mrs. Escovisco. I've got no right to question you down here, uh, not on this side of the border. But if an American's getting a dirty deal... Now, Mr. Hammock, I've told you I'm that... I'm talking to your wife. Ma'am, I've done a lot of digging on this guy. The way he's made his living, the women. One right here in this hotel. The dancer, his partner. Yes, I've, I've talked with her. Why, anyone can see the setup with half an eye. He asked you to marry him because... But he, he didn't. He didn't ask me. I asked him. All right, he got you to ask him. Why, with this evidence, we can slap the door right in his face. You can get an annulment. An annulment? How do you like that, Jewish? That's America. You pay your taxes, but you get protection. No, thank you, Mr. Hammock. You mean you won't? I'm sorry for your sake, but you haven't got a case. You see, my husband told me all about his past. We love each other very much. Okay, that's how you like it. But remember, I'll be around if you need me. Amy. Yes, George. Amy, I've always been so full of words. You know, big ones, fancy ones. Well, just one more word. Thanks. No. You see, I come from a small town. We eat at the drugstore, but we leave a tip just the same. I don't think I've been too generous for those seven days. Now, may I have the key to the car? Thank you. Here, I'll trade you this wedding ring for it. Goodbye. What could I say? Nothing. Nothing. Now there were no words left at all. I watched her drive away so quietly, so grim, so fast, too fast. Perhaps, perhaps that's why the thought stayed in my mind. Like, like a black wave that broke and splashed me with fear. Well, call it a premonition if you will, but I seem to hear the screeching brakes, the tires taking a wild curve, a crash. When first came to me, I knew. Just now, a telephone. My wife? Pobrecita. Ah, senor. What is it, Flores? What's happened to her? They take her to hospital in Los Angeles. An accident, senor. There was no question now. I knew what I must do. I borrowed Flores' car. I drove like mad. Right through the border gate. There was no fence that could have stopped me then. Hammock was standing at the gate as I went through. He shouted, stop! I knew he would follow me. I knew he would send me back. I knew uh, he would never let me in again. But all I could think was, Amy needs me. I must get to her. So, straight to the hospital, I drove. It was until I climbed the steps that I knew what it, what it really was to be afraid. And then to her room. The doctor, there, beside the bed. I am rather afraid it's serious. You see, she was crushed against the steering wheel. Oh. Amy. It hurts her to breathe. She won't even try. There doesn't seem to be any fight left in her. Amy. Amy. No, she doesn't hear. She must. Amy. Amy, it's George. I'm here. I've come to you. Amy, you've got to hear me. You've got to breathe. Try, darling, please. Try hard. That's funny. Huh? She reacted then. Keep going, sir. Breathe, Amy. That's it. Darling, now. Now again. It's all right now. Everything's all right. We're together now. Oh, remember? Remember that night in the rain? 
when the windshield wiper said, together, together, together. Now breathe, Amy. Together. Breathe. Breathe. Together. All right, Escovesco. Oh, Hammock. You'll let us a merry chase up here, but this is the payoff. You can't come in here. This woman has been seriously hurt. Now get out. Oh, I'm sorry, Doc. I won't make a sound. I'll just sit here in my corner and, and wait. Go right ahead. Hear me, darling. Breathe. We are together. Try, please, try to breathe. We are together. 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 Breathe, Amy. Together. Breathe, together, breathe, together. I'm here, Amy, I'm here with you. Look, doctor, she smiled. Almost a miracle. Well, I, I think the worst is over now. She's breathing fairly steadily. Well, she doesn't need me anymore now. Well, that isn't the way I see it, mister. That girl's going to need you all her life. What? Oh, please, Mr. Hammock, no jokes. All right, I'm ready now. Ready for what? Me? <laughs> I just came up here for the ride. Oh, please. Look, some things don't go by the book, I guess. Maybe I never saw you crash the gate. Now, don't be a dope. Stay here till she's well and then come back. It won't be long till your papers come through. Now, fix it with the fellas at the gate. So long. Thanks. George. Amy. Amy, darling. George. You're here. I'll always be here, darling. Here with my wife. Thank you, Charles Boyer, Susan Hayward, and Margaret Lindsay for your splendid performances in Paramount's Hold Back the Dawn. Thank you, Mr. Bradley. Everyone in Hollywood is always happy to appear on this program for the benefit of the Motion Picture Relief Fund. In just a moment, both Mr. Boyer and Miss Lindsay will be back at the microphone. But before they return, I'd like you to listen to a word from our hostess, one of America's best-known beauty authorities, Lady Esther. Thank you, Miss Hayward. Did you ever stop to think that nothing ever just happens? There's a reason for everything. For instance, it isn't merely by chance that you find one dress more becoming to you than another. The reason for your preference lies in better design, better material, and better workmanship. And you know, it isn't by chance that so many women find that Lady Esther face powder is more flattering to their skin gives their skin a softer, fresher look. There's a reason for that, too. You see, Lady Esther face powder is twice blended. Now, if it were blended and sifted only once in the usual way, it would be like many other face powders. But it's the second blending, my exclusive twin hurricane blending, that makes the difference. For this time, the tiny particles of powder are blown together with the speed of a hurricane. And that, you see, is what gives Lady Esther face powder its wonderfully smooth, fine texture. That's why each shade is so clear and rich and beautiful. Naturally, then, it doesn't surprise me when I read letter after letter from delighted women who say, 
My skin looks so much more attractive since I've changed to Lady Esther face powder. And now, here is Margaret Lindsay. Friends, a message from our government. In nearly every branch of our war effort, women are filling important and vital services. Right now, there's an urgent need for more women to serve with our army in the Women's Army Auxiliary Corps, to fill necessary jobs to free men for combat duty. Service in the wax is not a glamour job. It's full-time war work you'll be proud to do. Members are supplied uniforms and living quarters by the government. They draw army pay and receive army benefits. There's opportunity for advancement, especially for those who enroll early. If you're an American citizen between 21 and 44, without financial dependence and no children under 14, see if service in the WACs isn't the way that you can best help win this war. Get complete information about the WACs at your local army recruiting office tomorrow morning. And if you live in Canada, enroll in the Canadian Women's Army Corps. Thank you. And now here's Mr. Boyer. Next week, Lady Esther will present the Screen Guild players in the first radio performance of one of the funniest pictures of the year. It is called They Got Me Covered, and it stars Dorothy Lamour and Bob Hope. Next week, Lady Esther will present Bob Hope and Dorothy Lamour and They Got Me Covered. Be sure to listen. Charles Boyer is the producer and star of For All We Know, now in production at Universal Studios. Susan Hayward is currently being seen in the Paramount All-Star production, Star Spangled Rhythm. Margaret Lindsay will soon be seen in the Columbia picture, The Crime Doctor. Music on tonight's show was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. The Screen Guild players are presented every Monday night at this time by Lady Esther. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther, saying thank you, good night. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. Thank you.